Welcome to Jurassic World. Guests, welcome to the Jurassic World Minute, where we visit Jurassic World one minute at a time. Sir, sir, maximum size for the gentle giant zoo is 47 inches. Sir, <laughs> I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And today we're going for a ride into minute 26 of Jurassic World, but before we saddle up, David, over at Jurassic-pedia.com, we have an article for the petting zoo itself, gentle giants, seen here in uh, Jurassic World. Yeah, this one was one of the first... Uh, I almost said episodes. One of the first articles we put up here for um, for Jurassic World when that information first started coming out on the viral site, and so a lot of this, these early articles like this one and the one we'll talk about talk about next minute, were kind of those first kind of articles you can even see here, February 11th, 20, 2015, mm. that we put it up way before the movie yep. even came out, and this one. I mean, we were doing just so many articles that day that it was kind of a blur. I don't even barely remember writing this, but it's definitely one that we could use or kind of a revamp with some of the more information we've been given about the uh, attraction since the movie has come out. It's one of those things that, I mean, we didn't really copy-paste the information, but we used a lot of the information based on the uh, viral site, so there's not a lot of kind of information directly from the movie here but yeah look look to see this one kind of revamped here in the coming months mm. yeah i'll just see you saying that uh, helmets were a requirement where i don't think we see any kids with actual helmets on <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that that takes me back february it when's the super bowl over there would we have had the uh, the trailer the full trailer by then as well yeah we would have that would have that would have been the uh teaser trailer i think released um or the first trailer released at super bowl on i think it was november 25th no 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 was it yeah oh, we got the teaser with no, thanksgiving was, it was thanksgiving yeah. that we got it was we got the first we got the first super bowl thanksgiving november in late november and then we got the super bowl i think it's always early February. It's always that first Sunday in February. So sometimes it actually yeah. coincides with my birthday. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was um, around the 5th or the 6th or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that would explain to you why, um, why it's included in here about the pteranodons and um, the frenzy there and picking one up off the ground because I'm pretty sure that was in that the first trailer. Yeah, that was. see one of the triceratops trying to get lifted up into the sky. Which uh, had a few of us worried. <laughs> well, I mean, um, in retrospect, it's kind of, I mean, and we'll probably talk more about this when we get to that minute, but I mean, that was kind of a 
badass move. I mean, the Trion clearly could not lift that weight and just probably broke bo- all the bones in the Triceratops' <laughs> forearms. And, that's, and then that Triceratops was probably eaten by something when, when everybody evacuated the park. Yeah, well, unlike most of the animals here in the park, they, they mustn't have been well-fed because his, uh, his stomach was bigger than his ability to lift. <laughs> that, poor, that poor animal. Um, it was also good, the fact that the Gentle Giants petting zoo was actually shot at the Honolulu Zoo in Hawaii and real tours got to see a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. And yeah. There's been a lot from this set sort of released picture-wise. Yeah, we did. And there was another one that... Um that they did motion capture with. So this was a scene that they, and we'll talk about this more in the rest of the minute. <laughs> Funny seeing the behind the scenes with the kids riding piggyback on guys in motion capture suits <laughs> and saddles. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we'll get that, get some of those photos up. But we'll get there. So, uh, yeah, have it to dress-pedia.com for this article and many more on uh, Gentle Giants Petting Zoo. Um yeah, and many more stuff from Jurassic World. They set a trap. They actually set a trap. Dave, ready to get straight into the 26. Yep. Last minute, I just scrapped the, uh, uh, just escaped the raptors by the skin of his teeth, and here he sort of, and he asks Leon if he was a new guy, and has been at 26 opens, as he asks him, did you ever wonder why there was a job opening? Do we think someone actually died, or do we think he's just pulling the piss here, and <laughs> or just making... He's making de- fun of someone. I think he's definitely screwing with the new guy here. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. That's what you do when you're on a job. You screw with the new guy. <laughs> <laughs> Either owner Barry probably would hide his gloves or hide his beanie. You know, <laughs> sit throw throw his beanie in the uh, raptor pit, <laughs> and you have to yeah. fish it out with a snare pole. <laughs> well, it's sort of. Chris, uh, Chris Pratt's line delivery here, if it's a little bit off, like, I don't know if he's just short of breath because of what he just done, or if he's just trying to be super serious with how he delivers the line here. Because the fact that they just faced down the Raptors <laughs> and uh, survived, yes, we're, it's probably going for that moment of levity part. Because um, he doesn't ask the kid if he's alright, the mm-hmm. fact that he just fell from a certain height onto his back. He just sort of, yeah, makes makes the joke out of it. Owen's last words to him here are, don't ever turn your back on the cage, which um, this whole time they've, he's been sitting on the green. He's probably a good good yard and a half away from the bar, so there's not really any danger here, but we drop down uh, as Owen starts to walk away and see from uh, Leon's level the bars behind him, and there's a raptor snarling at him through the bars. Um, That's Delta. Oh, you okay? You're able to identify her. Yeah, I wasn't. she's she's the brown one with the kind of bluish brown stripes and the scar on her ah, face. Okay. And this is there. Yeah, this is going to be a continuing problem for me. Look, doing these minutes off my iPad and not a <laughs> big screen. Um, it was only from the novelization that I learned that it was actually her. Um, but again, not being able to reach through the bars. There's no clawed hand reaching out. You imagine if it was like the what we got with the Irex from Fallen Kingdom and just its outstretched arm was probably four or five inches away from him. Just couldn't quite get him. Mm-hmm. It'd be a nice little jump scare if it just tried reaching for him but not being able to and just, again, don't turn your back on the cage and don't sort of be too close to the bars. 
Yeah, really. And I, th- I think it's pretty much a good thing. I think everybody's in agreement. It's a good thing she can't get her arms between the bars there. Though, interestingly, yeah. I mean, if she wanted to, she probably could because the raptors are able to twist their wrists like we see in the first movie. So we know she'd probably definitely be able to, if she twisted her wrist, make a swipe with her paw there, you know? Yeah, well, she's resting there with her claws on the bars. <laughs> and, yeah, you can see as large as the clawed hands are, she should be able to get through there. And There's been plenty of videos from zoos and that of mm-hmm. kids or people being too close to polar bear cages and that sort of stuff, and those those bears reaching through and grabbing people and uh, making them well aware of their mistake, I'll say. <laughs> some for the bad, some for the, the worst. Just, yeah. It could have been... Be frightening. It could have been that she was purposely kind of screwing with them, you know? I mean, because we know the raptors do that. We know the raptors like to toy with their prey. They have that sadistic side to them. <laughs> well, it's sort of... But I see it here as he's making a joke about being too close to the cage and he's, um, he's the raptor sort of doing it. More of, uh, more of their bond. Owen sort of knows what they do and... I don't even know where I was going to go with that. I'm going to cut that. <laughs> um, uh, it sort of it sort of makes it feel like the buddy cop, well not buddy cop, but they're paired up. He's Owen, the comedic relief, and he's he's the raptor looking through the bars to uh, to sort of prove what he's saying. Actually, I mean, he shooting. could have been saying that in a warning way, you know. I mean, he could. Might not have been joking about that. Hey, don't turn your back to the cage. How? No. How, how, <laughs> how are people not told this when they start employment? You would be surprised That's... how little training some employers give. <laughs> Which then, yeah, just raises a question again. Was the job opening because someone was injured, seriously injured? Obviously, we couldn't have anyone die. Otherwise, there'd be uh, issues with the park still being open, but unless they covered it up. Mm. Money talks. Mm. Yeah. NDAs yeah, walk. Well. <laughs> yep, yep. But uh, we cut to Owen walking away, smiling, until he realises that Hoskins is still standing there by those bars the entire time. And Hoskins sort of just smiles to himself and walks away, not saying a word. Just Again, this whole time, Owen's been saying, no, nah, they're not ready. We're not doing this, and Hoskins just saying that, yeah, we can, somehow. <laughs> um, he's only he's only looking for one thing, and that's to get these raptors in the field. Um, anything else on the uh, the raptors, the raptor enclosure itself? Because we're about to leave for a while. Um, I just, I mean, like I said, I mean, we've talked about the um. This wide shot here at the closing of the scene here, and how it doesn't show that extended area that is supposedly supposed to be there. But mm-hmm. other than that, no. Yep. I do like yeah, how well, we pretty get... an aquamarine that ocean is. I mean, it's completely CGI, but dang, I want to go surfing. I don't even know how to surf. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just love this shot. Everything's going on here. We get this ominous music start to play as Hoskins turns and walks away, and 
with the pull back out away from the enclosure, um, you can see Hoskins walking away, answering his satellite phone there, and Barry just walking off in the opposite direction, mm-hmm. not not waiting for Owen to get out of the cage at all. Um, and yeah, pull all the way back to see the site again, as we said earlier with the, the concept art, where you have the vehicles, a couple of the G-Wagons parked here, so you get a sense of scale mm-hmm. of how big the enclosure is, how big the site is, mm. um, I mean, the cages, and then the we cliff, see the waves. Spare, I was going to say, we see a spare Connex box here uh, off to the far end. Uh, I don't know if they would use that to actually repair the cage or if they're just using it to store supplies. But yeah, the entire, mm. the entire thing is built from storage containers or shipping containers. Which sort of, if you're going to sort of try this project, you're going to probably do a makeshift holding pen and area for the Raptors. But now, here we are, five, five-ish years into the project, you haven't built a new, a new, uh, new structure, new enclosure for these adult Raptors to be in. Mm-hmm. As Marzani said earlier, they they try to escape, and Owen has to be smarter. How about you? Build a more more secure <laughs> Built cage. A raptor trap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is interesting yeah. though, because I mean, even though they are built from shipping containers, the structure itself seems really permanent. I mean, they got catwalks and all kind and welded cages and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's like not like they kind of just slapped it together. It's, it's it hmm. seems like they built a permanent structure out of it, but in an extremely utilitarian way. What's the what's the time scale? Do we know how long the Ibis when the it does say in the Ibis project when it started, didn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if this was built pre pre '05 when the park opened, and maybe this is because of uh, lack of material. They wanted to make it as basic as possible because of uh, all all construction. Mm-hmm. Um, things were going on with getting the park open. This side project was just maybe running while construction was going on off in its own little area here. It does say on the uh, on our on the Jurassic Pedio Ibers project page that it was first kind of initiated in two thousand four. The park opened mm-hmm. two thousand five. So it could have been yeah. something where they had initiated it with those wild raptors they had recaptured and then just um, kind of use those genetics as their pushing off point. Yeah. Yeah, well, if that's that's so for the park's still a year away from being open. Mm-hmm. We sort of get to see in Jurassic Park how, how a park would look a year away from opening. All the enclosure, enclosures are built. Um, a lot of the uh, the guest services and that probably wouldn't be in there yet, but with all the massive earthworks, the Innovation Centre, Main Street, the Lagoon all the fencing there mm-hmm. taking place would probably take a lot of construction away from this little project mm-hmm. and yeah the connex boxes and that would be an easy and quick way of doing it all they're going to be there on the island anyway taking uh, materials to the island instead of wasting time and effort taking them back off the island and just use the old connex boxes here for this enclosure mm-hmm. but there's a lot of fabrication here just those bar the steel bars the cages <laughs> There's a lot of steel, a lot of fabrication there that would have been yeah. needed as well. The catwalks. Mm. And just the, like the reinforcing, you can see on the corners of the Connex boxes too, mm-hmm. the um, the reinforcements there to stop them or hold them in place. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, as we uh, pull back here, 
we get a look down on this location um, from that that car park at NASA, wasn't in in Florida mm-hmm. um, of that set, and I don't know if this is a completely made up section of coastline or if it's an actual plate from Hawaii. The texture on the rock looks a bit off, which obviously tells me it's CGI, but the water, the water and the, the colour of the water, the look of the water looks fantastic. They're crashing up on the rocks. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the uh, more picturesque locations on Ublar to spend your day working. Yep, definitely. I just think, I'm looking at the rock you are, right? I, it seems like they tried to go for that pancaking layer, layer thing that you see with the mountains on Hawaii, but it just kind of doesn't look like it was done right like it and that's kind of the problem with a lot of the geology of the entire kind of movie is that it looks like it was kind of almost terraformed in a way because i mean these rocks should have honestly gone way way higher than being kind of cut off here and it's kind of begs the question did engine just level a mountain to create this create this (laughs) spot you know because it looks like it mm. should be... I mean, it's not like those layers just stop. They turn into mountains, as we see in in Hawaii. Mm. Well, even the fact on top of these cliffs, you've clearly got palm trees and trees, foliage growing, where in Hawaii it's all shrubs, all very small stuff, because there's not a lot of topsoil on that on those rocks, exactly, on that volcanic yeah. rock. And most of the yeah, I mean the in the topsoil they did put there they laid down looks like um, some kind of sandy gravel material which would be optimal for palm trees. Hmm. Yep. But yeah, you can see a lot of stuff in Hawaii, a lot of your larger jungles and that down in the sort of the richer valleys um, where there's a lot of topsoil for the root systems to dig in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, that's all for the Raptor Pen. Sure. Yeah. All right. Um, we cut to sand, and this time it's not a bird's foot that stomps down into the frame. Um, it's a lot. Well, first looks like an elephant's foot, but uh, here we are again playing with scale, and the camera pans up to reveal the head of a baby triceratops. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I knew we got this shot, but I sort of never really compared it to that raven we got at the start of the film. With that little jump scare there, or <laughs> the little the little reveal anyway, mm-hmm. and um, the play on scale. Yeah, and it, and like you said, it's definitely an elephantine foot. It's definitely meant to be shown in a way that doesn't reveal its true size in that first. Yeah, oh, well, again, that sound effect, that boom, reverberating sound effect of it hitting the ground mm-hmm. um, to make it yeah make it sound a lot bigger than what it actually is. But as we uh, pan up past the animal we get to see that it's wearing well it's got a saddle on it and riding the baby is a child that could not possibly be any happier than what he is right now <laughs> and just makes all us fans want to uh, go and jump on the back of a triceratops <laughs> <laughs> I do yeah yep um, and as we uh, as we said at the start uh, this baby not being a real baby of course uh, guys walking around with saddles on their back and a lot of little white balls <laughs> of uh, the CG. Um, oh, that's blank now. What do you call them? Uh, the, the what? The standings. The, the people that are standing in. Oh, the motion capture? Motion capture, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me and mocap, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, but uh, he laughs and sort of moves off camera <laughs> in a nice little uh, young child's giggle. And that's when we get to 
focus on what's behind him. Uh, we see more babies being ridden in the background, uh, baby stegosaur and a parasolophus over in the next enclosure, um, or a pen further away. And one of the babies has no rider, it's just sort of jumping around pig rooting in the uh, <laughs> in the background, enjoying itself, uh, having fun. Um, we also get to see an employee here watching over the riders, uh, dressed from head to toe in uh, tan khaki, which again bring back that safari feel um, from the first film. Mm. This was one of those parts that I really, really liked about the movie, is seeing this kind of open park kind of feel that wasn't the gyrosphere that didn't seem kind of ultra excuse me ultra real or futuristic this just seems like something you would have seen when jurassic park opened you know i mean this would have been like a phase say phase c it would have uh kind of a kind of attraction where they've got all these babies and they're like well, why don't we put up put them in the petting zoo you know and I love yeah. that kind of. They got the woman there with the baby Gallimimus that they're <laughs> that they're. Uh, she's letting them all pet, and she's in that kind of safari style gear with the short sleeve safari shirt and the safari hat. You know. Mm. Yep. Yep. Sorry, I I definitely think that this was something we needed to see more of in the movie. Yeah, and as as we go along, I don't all. All the scenes we get of park running, um, I don't really have any issues with any of them, um, as as in seeing seeing them. Uh, we'll, we'll get to T Rex Kingdom mm-hmm. next minute, but uh, or at the end of the minute. But um, yeah, just all the all the parks open stuff, and we we said that um, with uh, Camp Cretaceous, we want to see more of this sort of stuff behind the scenes mm-hmm. that we didn't get to see in Jurassic World. Um, I'm just trying to think to actual zoos I've gone to where there are petting zoos. I know sometimes at your, your small fairs and that there'll be someone who'll bring along a pony and a goat and <laughs> that sort of that sort of stuff. But at zoos themselves, I've been to one where the tiger cubs will come out, handlers will, same as the gallimimus here, handlers will actually be holding them and people can pat them, uh, koalas, that sort of stuff. Um all animals that are smaller than the people that are trying to pat them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, or if you go to sort of the aquariums, you've got a, you've got a rock pool there that may have starfish in it. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty lame stuff in comparison to what's going on here. I do know that there's yeah. one that has, like, goats and pony rides and um, chickens and stuff like that. It's at the Lincoln Park Zoo here in Chicago, and... It's that's actually a free zoo, one of the last few in the country where it doesn't charge for admission, and they have a petting zoo with goats and sheep and stuff like that at um, at one end of the park. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure there's still a few out there to do it. Um, as uh, as the kids are patting the baby gallimimus in the the staff staffer's hands uh, the camera sort of rises up to reveal several babies of different species mm-hmm. and kids just running everywhere <laughs> this is <laughs> unorganized chaos there, pure chaos there are things i see a couple of different species i never actually noticed on first glance but i do notice in the background there's a baby stegosaurus and a baby parasaurolophus the baby stegosaurus mm-hmm. is kind of a little bit more colorful than the adult but is an otherwise kind of perfect miniaturized clone of the adult, which is something that I really don't like because in Jurassic Park 3, you can see where they have juvenile um, 
Stegosaurus and Parasaurolophus, where we also see juvenile Parasaurolophus here. I'll get to that in a moment. But the ju- but the juvenile Stegosaurus has these kind of like they're they're not fully formed plates yet. They're kind of bumpy and stumpy looking plates. And whereas this one just basically has the fully formed plates of the adult, you know. Yeah. And same with the, yeah, Mark. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you're okay, go, okay, go. And same with the Parasaurolophus, there's an infant Parasaurolophus during the stampede scene in Jurassic Park 3. And these, judging by the look of them, are meant to be the same Parasaurolophus. There's not really any changes to the Parasaurolophus between the dress or between the Lost World and this movie. But the, in um, Jurassic Park 3, we do see an infant. And it's, again, got this stubby little horn on the back of its head. It's not fully formed and curved like the adults, whereas this one has a kind of fully curved horn, kind of like the adult, but miniaturized. <laughs> They've just got the uh, got on the uh, the CG program and minus, minus 50%, minus 25%. Exactly. Until they've got it to scale, yeah. scale down to the size they want. Um, my comparison with the Stegosaur would be... Uh, the animatronic was called Chloe, wasn't it? From uh, Lost World? The, Claire, yeah, Claire. Yeah, the baby from the Lost World was called Claire, but in Jurassic Park 3, you can see a CGI model that is clearly has the kind of stumpy plates. Uh, it's kind of midway between Claire and the adults. Yeah, well, that's what I thought here, where um, this one in the background, just going off sort of how high the fences are, is is probably a lot bigger, maybe two or three feet tall than what Claire was, mm-hmm. um, just because Sarah had to sort of get down on her knees to be face to face with it. Um, but yeah, it does look weird with those two. The fact they've just sort of miniaturised the adult, where the Gallimimus, um yeah, the, I've got Brachiosaur here, but the the Patasaurs, um, even the Triceratops, have all been sort of babyfied. Yeah, yeah. There is, and I was going to point that out too, is that. The baby Triceratops even kind of considers real-life ontogeny with the really, really noticeable kind of horn. Um, I forgot what those things are on the top of the adorning the top of the crest, but also the upcurving, stumpy little horns on the face as well. Mm. Yeah, we can't get across, or can't get away from the fact too. This is a straight-up callback to the first movie. Where in the novel it's um, Lex riding the baby Triceratops, mm-hmm. we finally get finally get baby Triceratops in the uh, in the franchise. Yeah. Um, Wonder if one of them was named Ralph. <laughs> that would have been a real good callback if um, if if just a, just one of the kids was uh, Ralphie Ralphie or something. Yeah. So obviously the uh, the Stegosaurus over in its own little uh, area. I, you're not riding that. I don't even think people are going to be in with that. It's going to be more just. Like we see uh, in a minute with the pedestal, just hold your hand through the uh, ca- the cables and feed it. Um, how safe? <laughs> you, just, you can see the kids running around. The, we've seen the Triceratops before, sort of bucking and running around free because no one's on its back. This has got to be a big liability. It is. I mean... Oh, did you mute? No, oh, really? I've lost you. I don't know if you can still hear me, but it's attempting reconnection. Wow. At the same time, the baby's got horns pointed in 
uh, 12 inches long like they are on the baby triceratops. Mm. I um, Mike call just dropped out, so I don't know if that recorded. Uh. Um, um, where did they cut? Where did they cut out at? Um, I asked if it was a liability, uh. so pretty much all, all what you just said. Uh. All right. Um, it could be, but at the same time, it does familiarize the infants with humans, so that when they stick them out in Gyrosphere Valley, they they aren't really they're more passive about seeing us as humans. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I mean, you see videos all the time of goat, of baby goats headbutting children, and <laughs> imagine those goats, goats' horns were 11 inches long and pointy, like they are on the Triceratops. Yeah. Yeah. Even just the patasaur sort of spinning around the spot and hitting some of its tail. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, <laughs> it's it's like we mentioned at the last end of last minute, this, the collateral damage of size and mm-hmm. mass. Even the Triceratops here, yes, they're babies, but they're still... Oh, I don't even want to try and guess how much they weigh. There's still a mess there. If a yeah. child's under them and they lay down on them or roll over, there's there's got to be a broken <laughs> broken leg. <laughs> it reminds me of the uh, video of the baby elephant that wouldn't let the the woman get up. <laughs> it was a yeah. little baby elephant that sat down on top of this woman, and she thought it was really cute at first, but then she wanted to get up, and the baby didn't want to get up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that's just how uh, that's just how easy as it happens. <laughs> but at the same time, looking around the petting zoo, you really really don't see any like really little little kids like toddler age. All the kids seem to be, none of them seem to be below seven or eight years old. So I'm I'm sure there's a height minimum, you know, as well as that. Yeah, well, yeah, well, Gray mentions that he's not uh, 47 inches tall. Next minute, so that would be the hot. That'd be the maximum. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure, well, all the parents are outside, there's only the kids in there, so maybe the, maybe there would be, well, there'd have to be, you'd have to be <laughs> this high to ride this ride, yeah. or this age. Um, yeah, you'd want to, you'd want to make sure the kids can actually hang on <laughs> if, uh, if the Triceratops starts to run. Exactly. Um. um but we, uh, pull across to the zoo fences, Hundreds of people just looking on, obviously parents of their children inside, and a lot more others just taking photos of the the animals running around in the zoo itself. And we can hear Gray before we see him, but he's asking Zach to uh, lift him up because he can't see over the crowd. And Zach just replies, I'm not your dad. Oh, I'm not dad, and you're not five. <laughs> Which we cut back to the boys here again, and Zach's being a dick to Gray once again. <laughs> um. And uh, as the minute ends, uh, Gray says that he can still ride the Triceratops, and we get the uh, the height next minute. Um, <laughs> anything else on on that the petting zoo before we get into novel comparisons? Yeah, I forgot to mention uh, the kid who we see here that runs up to the baby the baby Apatosaurus and then just chokes him out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could see in the CGI model the baby. Uh, the baby apatosaurus start kind of I don't like this I don't like this I don't like this you know it's, well, it's again, eyes get real big and it opens its mouth like it wants to pull away <laughs> well that's again with the, the couple of these babies here uh, not being miniaturized adults where they've got the larger eyes mm-hmm. um, we, even the uh, the galamimus when it's being held by the care and all the kids are reaching out to touch it just the natural effect of it having large eyes makes it makes it look like, what are you doing? Get away! <laughs> and yeah, same here with uh, the kid 
trying to hug or hugging the uh, the apatosaur. It was really cute too. I mean, I'm sh- I mean, I'm sure this uh, animal's the apatosaurus is probably this kid's favorite dinosaur, and seeing it in the real life is probably the best thing ever in its whole he'll experience as a kid. But kid, don't don't choke the apatosaurus, please. <laughs> <sighs> The, the patience of some of these park staff <laughs> you know, dealing <laughs> dealing with these children. <laughs> Especially, you know there's a kid over in the corner somewhere kicking kicking the Gallimimus in the butt or <laughs> there's that little shit somewhere that's just pulling on pulling on the, the Patasaur's tail yeah. or, or trying trying to jump on the back of the Gallimimus because it can run faster than what the <laughs> Triceratops does. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's grown adults who try to ride their dogs. You, you know there's some, yeah. kid, there's some kid who's going to try to Ride the Gallimimus. <laughs> well, yeah, we mentioned early on with the lagoon that there's drunk people at the Hilton that are in the, the pools and that doing stuff they shouldn't be. <laughs> and and you, you know where they get it from because here's the children doing the same things here at the uh, the petting zoo. Yeah, pulling pulling the tiger cub's ears or mm-hmm. trying lifting its uh, lips to try and see the teeth, the canine teeth under it, and that. Yeah. Yep. Going over to the novel, there's not a lot um, added from what we already see in the film, apart from the fact that it mentions it's Charlie uh, looking through the bars at Leon. So we get that name drop there. If, like me, you can't tell these animals apart because you have a small device you're watching it on. But, uh, Dave, that'll end minute 26. Ready to have you for the day. Sure, yeah.